Well, hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Echo Chamber. Today we are listening to Rinker's Birthday Party Playmix, which if anyone who was listening to episode 1 will know that Dave did a set for this particular party, a party that never happened, uh, and then I also did a set for the same party, and it was all about Rinker and her celebrating her birthday. Which is why I started off with My Girl. My Girl wants to party all the time. Now listen to this drop. I love... I love this set. I... Hello and welcome to the party. So go on, Dave. You you explained. You you did the first bit. I was supposed to take over, and it was supposed to then go into. I think. Oh yeah. So so you had asked me to finish my set on one particular song, so then you could mix into it, which I did, and then you completely ignored that song to start with. So, <laughs> so this, this. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but this is such a good start, and I'm so glad you ignored it. The thing is about this is, um, God, I can't remember who did the original, but it was uh, Eddie, uh, Ed, uh, what's his name, Eddie Murphy. He's from that film. Oh yeah. And I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Anyway, so good fact. My girl wants to party all the time. So this would have been about about mm, sort of mid to late party in terms of the number of hours that the party would have run. So this was Rinka's birthday party. So she had obviously it never happened in the end. But what would have happened was that she would have told people that it would start at 7 p.m. and inevitably, because of the way Egypt is, uh, people would have turned up at 9, 10, 11, 11 12. To like literally begin the party, uh, uh, but that's the that's the way it functions here. Like that. Well, I explained a bit about that later. I'm sure. People will turn up when the East Club kicks out. Oh, I love this song. It's so good. It's therapy. Um, <laughs> it is actually therapy as well. That's how I like to think of these uh, episodes. Be 
Dave has and forever will be uh, my continuing therapist <laughs> in action. Like he keeps on coming up with really wonderful ideas of how is the best way to support Kevin. And like ever since, oh, we're like three weeks in now because we do two episodes a week. Sorry, just wanted to pause for that little bass. Uh, I'm glad you did. I love it. Uh, yeah, so like three weeks in, and uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dave enjoys the echo chamber as much as Kevin enjoys the echo chamber, but Kevin probably benefits more <laughs> from it than David does. <laughs> Uh, because of David's role in, in Kevin's life, which is... It's definitely not all one way though. If you DJ, if you DJ with people, you get to, you get to understand something about them and their being, and um, about what makes them tick. And, uh... One of the best things about working with Dave is that we both we both know each other. What the other person is thinking. I knew you were going to say that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do this for now. That's uh, I went. Balls deep, four tracks all at once. <laughs> this is uh, th- to any uh, aspiring DJ. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't claim to be an expert or anything, but like, that, when you get a set of decks of your own, like, g- g- get your own controller and you're, um, you're mixing like three and four songs together at once. And when that happens, that first time it happens, you get a good, like a good drop where all four happen at once. It's one of the most gratifying feelings. Oh, it really, it's fantastic. It's something, something that Dave used to do loads back in the early days. And you can just, you can just bring, like, make room for one song and, and, and get it leading and you've got the drums or the, the trebles and... That's where the second comes in now. I love that clank in the background there. I love that. So a lot of the time uh, when I'm mixing the set, I'll have three or four tracks playing at once. But I'll have, um, I'll use the games massively. So here, in terms of the Calvin Harris, uh, the remix of this song, 
You've got that running in the background. You're I'm accentuating the vocals, obviously, because her vocals are absolutely beautiful. But in behind it, I've got the previous track that's on loop. I've got the next track coming in that's also on loop. And I'm using the, the treble off one and the bass off another. And it's... Uh, and then there's also here, I, I think you'll probably hear it later. There's a... Dun, 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 uh, which is gonna about to get used in about two songs time. And now we're back down to three here. Do you ever do that thing when you're mixing where you you, you, you know you want a track to come in soon and you put it on and you, you've got it beat matched perfectly, you've just got it on the headphones monitor and it sounds amazing, you're like, nah, you guys are not getting that song yet. I'm gonna enjoy it for a little while and then I'm gonna drop it in in about six or seven songs time, if I remember. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's what's lovely about it, it's like, Sometimes, uh, you know, if you're in a nightclub or whatever, you'll see a DJ just go, oh yeah, <laughs> like really like throw his hands up in the air enthusiastically and it really, uh, at a random point during a song. That, well, not random, but like a, normally during like a mediocre drop and you're like, well, I don't know why he's so excited about that. It's because he's not listening to the drop <laughs> that you're listening to. He's, he's like three drops ahead. He's like, oh my God, that's going to sound absolutely amazing. That sounds really good there. Like every beat of that build was just something new coming in. It's hard to get a, a playlist that, that suits Rinka because like uh, our DJ friend, who I think we mentioned in Moon Beach too, Lane, who's also a friend of hers, they're both Dutch. Um, uh, Lane DJs, Rinka's just mad for like amazing music and um, and stuff, but they both attract very different groups of people, and like it's very hard to try and piece together a set that pleases everyone. And this is a very gradual vocal build in here. I like the way they use the loops to keep kind of build them up and build them up. It's yeah. Very good. Uh, I'm I'm a big loop fan. <laughs> just eight, four, eight, and sixteen yeah. loops, just to keep everything feeling like it's nothing has ever got an end. Yeah. See, this is the difference between Dave and I. Dave loves a like a, a sudden change and a bit of drama or a bit of comedy. I I. I, which is probably lesser technically skilled, but I, I love it slow burn like this here.
I've taken to recording two together that I really like, like, and, and using them again and again. Because I think when you find a mix, it's like when you hear it the first time and you, you think you've got the time to record it and, and make it perfect, it's worth doing because you're live, you're never going to get it right. And so if you just capture it well, Well, I, w I might be able to, don't get me wrong, but it would be, it would have errors. Like, to, to when, when I'm talking about these recordings, and this, you know, this is like any DJ out there, like, if you want one of these recordings that you just, like, do spotlessly, oh, mate, I could be doing it for four, four and a half hours. I'll, I'll, I will get, I will get 44 minutes into a 45 minute set. I'll make a mistake at 44 minutes and I'll start again. <laughs> that is how debilitating it is. Oh, this bit now. And it's like, when you come to doing like birthday sets for people, this is the thing, like me and Dave, <laughs> we used to, well, actually, I, I might as well say it now. Claire Birdie was on on to me today, Dave, about like what she's going to do about her birthday coming up. And you, we all know what happened to Claire Birdie, Claire Birdie's birthday last year. Oh no, sorry, not last year, the year before when we played. We had the electric cut by the people in her building to just just to shut us down. And uh, uh, I was like, oh, all right. You want to have a, another birthday party, but like, where are we gonna have it? She's like, yeah, probably, probably not mine. <laughs> and so she's uh, she's hoping to. Now, careful! If you say it he if you say it here, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Claire, I hear you're having a big party." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so there's a big villa party coming up, and I'm like kind of hoping we can combine the two because I'm supposed to be DJing at that. Oh, this is Calvin Harris's best ever song. Go on, tell us about your next uh, your next gig. So the the, the next gig is supposed to be uh, so the the people who did the Firefest thing that we referred to in Moon Beach two in episode two um, that massive pool party where we're all just sitting there all day long listening to amazing DJs. David in the pool with me and Ada and Michelle and, and Rinker and. And Mo and all these guys, it was fucking brilliant. Uh, we were just sitting in the pool, like listening to all these amazing DJs. And then me and Dave went up later on and like sort of took over the, the decks. But like by that point, everyone's, you know, wind down. They're fucked and stuff. You really want the, uh, the afternoon to the evening session if you're going to do a... Uh... For people to remember you. <laughs> yeah, we, you know when people are at their most copus mentors, but most energised. That's where you want to be. Uh, so anyway, the guy, the guy who, uh, who organised this is now left Egypt. But a friend of his who, who runs security, a local, um, local pub, stroke, you know, like, well, it's basically a pub. And uh, he was like, 
I'm, uh, I'm setting one up. I'm going to set one up. It's going to be... I'm going to say where. Because um, I don't want anyone to know. Because uh, they're always last minute and you just drop the location to people. Like you did when you were going to a rave in the 1990s. <laughs> they're like, like London raves. Yeah, exactly, isn't it? It's like last minute knowledge. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 we're, I'm chatting to the woman today. It's got a, it's got a pool. And I, I was like looking at the pictures. And I showed Dave pictures of before and it's just mega. It's like a two million, Egyptian million pound uh, <laughs> house uh, with, a, with a massive, with a massive pool. And you just really, I'm just really excited about playing it. I reckon whichever one you end up playing, whether it's a villa or a player party party or both, you should definitely remember, and if you don't know this because you're listening and you're not familiar with Kevin's uh, DJing, he never remembers to press record when he's recording a party. So uh, you should really try and record a section and we could add it as one of our episodes. Hold on a second. Just, just one second. Eric Fritz. That's very nice. Yes. Sorry, I absolutely bummed Eric Fritz. <laughs> and for him to take for him to take a Calvin Harris song like Flashback, which is the best Calvin Harris song there is, and for him to just Eric Fritz it. Oh my god, that that drop. Oh my word. Sorry, anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah, so Kevin never remembers to record his sets when he plays live. It's like, oh did you record it? And he's like, oh no, I forgot. Uh, so if you do end up playing either Fritz or um, the pool party, you can record it and we can use it as an episode. Yeah, but I'll never remember to record it. <laughs> so, the next song, Breathe, was used in uh, episode two. It's a very Moon Beachy song. Uh, with Jem we, we love this song. This is a great song. This is my comfort zone. I love this kind of long, lethargic, deep techno, and then, and then, then just listen to a voice like coming in over top here. emojis are like no oh, I really like this bit and then he's just gone no like slow clap 
slow clap at this point. Uh, to say, oh, Kev, you chatting bollocks. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> Is he got these really like dippy moments here where you're not fucking dancing at all, you ain't doing shit. You're just sort of standing there looking at your friend, sort of rocking from one side to the other and just thinking, I know something big is coming and then this happens. Yeah! I love what the bass does here. I must admit, when I first discovered this song, um, I, we have a group on WhatsApp which has Dave, Jen, Monique, and me in it, called the West Wing, and uh, it's just a, like I think it's left over from last year's Tomorrowland, actually. And I know we do is like sort of discuss next year's Tomorrowland <laughs> or or, um, or, <laughs> or or new releases of songs. Yeah. Or remixes of songs. And I, I remember this remix, this Eric Prince remix of this song came out. And I love the original anyway, but I also love Eric Prince because they're all part of the same label and they all just like incestuously fucking like jibble over each other's music and stuff. Like, and I remember sending this to, uh, to, to the West Wing and I'd be like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And I have to use it in a set. I, th- I think this is really good. I know that Freedom Stage was pretty much owned uh, that year by Eric Prince, wasn't it? His label, it's yeah, his it label, was. Christoph, Camelfart, they're all, I mean, they're all his. So what I did here, um, I mean, this, there is this long drawn out bit before the drop in the song. But what I did is uh, really accentuate the reverb and the echo. So then, when it comes back into focus... It's got a lot more punch, yeah. You get really, really get that bass coming through. Because you get sort of confused by how airy it is, and then it goes and brings you right back in again. There it is. The next song is uh, Michelle's favourite song. Michelle, uh, I think, discovered this song over the summer holidays while she was. Um, I think I remember where she went now. Uh, Poland, Lithuania. No, 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 no. It's something like uh, Slovenia or Slovakia or something like that. Um, anyway, so she went. 
telling myself and she discovered this song she weirdly it was a camouflage song and I, I had no idea why she sent it to me and I hadn't realized it first like like normally I'm, I'm quite on top of my game in terms of new music and stuff but like she sent to me and I was like she was like I love this song and I was like oh my god I love that you love this song oh my god it was such a because she was away in <laughs> X place in Europe and I was uh, I was in like coming back Tomorrowland it was maybe at the time of Tomorrowland or maybe just after and stuff and uh, we both had uh, really interesting summers and like I just remember remember thinking that the song had some poignancy Like that synthesizer coming in. And the drums building. I've been playing a little bit with uh, Ableton, trying to get this kind of basic song sound. It's really complicated. You know, I used to think dance music was all just, oh, put in a bass drum and some synth, you're sorted. There's so, if you want good songs, there's so much layering happening just within one song. Obviously the kick is important. And the, the hi-hat. Right. The kick is a and the hi-hat is a that comes with it. And when you're building songs, it can be very easy to lose the kick in it. The song gives me goosebumps. I love when they take a take a song like that and strip out the, the kick and the, the bass and they just leave the these beautiful vocals in it. And the synthesizer loop, it just sounds so good. Well it was a it was a bit of a, an ode back to uh, my teenage years really. I uh, I used to love this. There was a, there was a, like three or four songs I used to really really love. Yeah! That's the kick that I was talking about before. And, and it, when you're building songs, it can be very easy to, to hide the kick because you've put too much on top of it. 
you know, you've got to make sure that your frequency that you need for the kick drum that keeps driving your song is cleared out so that you know you can go in and you can take your synthesizer or your, or your bass guitar or whatever it is that's driving the, the melody of the song and clear out the frequency that the, the kick needs and depending on the type of kick you use depends on the frequency you need to clear Yeah, I mean, it's very rare that I would strip uh, layers down to just one track, but that, you know, that that's a moment oh, yeah. where you would do For it, just to really accentuate that yeah. moment. I love his voice. It's this rolling performance poetry uh, or way of way of rapping that is just It's like he's constantly telling you a story, so he's warming as well, he's got that Morgan Freeman-esque edge to his voice. And then this is obviously the bit that everyone knows. So this is like why for a birthday set this was a gratifying thing to play. Um, you know, like the whole point was memories. Memories of EDM throughout throughout time. You know, we started with uh, My Girl, uh, which was like an EDM remix of that, obviously. But then all the way through, it's like Insomnia, we're talking like 90s, noughties. And then uh, the next song coming in, I think, is uh, it's also a Camel Fat remix of Days Gone By, which is also um, like a throwback to, throwback to our youth. If anyone uh, is interested, me and Dave just went absolutely <laughs> mental at that bit. We still we said last week that we were going to record the videos, and we haven't done it yet. What's hilarious about this is um, I'm actually looking into the the service hatch into the kitchen, and I can see that Michelle's arrived home, and she's not she can't hear the music that I'm listening to in my earphones. So me just going, <laughs> just throwing your arms around. Well, I must, uh, yeah, I must just look absolutely mental. But it's gonna make for an entertaining recording because I, we then uh, assume that the the listeners would be able to imagine what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Oh, I like that. That coming in there. Dave will vouch for this. I can't get through a set without at least using Fisher once. <laughs> I find him entertaining. I find him perplexing. I I find him Australian. Kev can't get through a staff meeting without using Fisher once. 
So I start stopping him by going. <laughs> <laughs> So I, what I, I, I made a little bit of a, a combo here mixed with Peace of My Heart by Medusa. One of the best things you can possibly do as a DJ, aside from doing your own mixes, is like finding other people's on like SoundHound and uh, like YouTube and stuff. Because I remember right these two songs being mixed, and then I mixed another song underneath it, and the three just came together in like cacophonous heaven. And I can't genuinely can't remember what it is, but I remember doing it. Sounds real good. What point in the evening would you uh, listen to this, David? This is at the point that you want us to get people coming out to dance. Because everybody knows either... Yeah, everybody either knows Fisher, and they're like, oh yeah, I love this song. Or they know Medusa. You wanna you wanna knock out a few few of the ones that people know. You get promises out of the way and then this would come after that. <laughs> Player. I still seen some promises last night. Like, no, no, Claire Birdie, she literally I was at a pool party yesterday and she requested it. <laughs> Love you, Claire. <laughs> Love you, Claire. <laughs> it's so weird how like our little world like intertwine. Oh yeah, here we are. So this is probably the best Camel Fat remix of the song that's ever been made. So Days Gone By uh, by Dirty Vegas and Camel Fat remixed it. Like it was already an amazing song but Camel Fat just added its whole, they added that whole um, deep techno slow vibe over the top and it is just it just fit perfectly into the set. And anyone who, you know, is an 80s child, they would remember this song, I would hope. Uh, just 
I don't know, like it, the, the, again, we going back to episode two and talking about poignancy of lyrics and, and like sometimes the songs that with lyrics that you you sort of question, you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is it, is it because I can't stop thinking about you or is it because I want to try and stop thinking about you? I find myself analysing lyrics a lot in songs. Like, and I love that. I love that aspect of it. It's the beauty of the, the art form. Listen now. And anyone who's not listening to that, bassline on a JBL speaker or something better, then... Have a word with yourself. Really not done yourself justice there. Have, have, a, have a word with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just filthy bass. It really is. So last year when Dave and I were at Tomorrowland, um, I went to see Eric Prids, Christoph, Camelfat, all at the same stage because it was all part of the same company. And uh, Dave, I think, oh, Dave, you, you sort of dipped in, in and out, yeah, didn't you? Like I did. various points during the day. But there, were, there, were, there, was one, there was one day where they were all, like all of the people that I wanted to see, like Christoph, Camelfat, and then Eric Prids, were all performing back to back. Pretty much with like with people in between, and like Dave dipped in and out, and I swear to God I didn't move the entire fucking day. I was just I was happy out. I I was <laughs> just. Good live with bullying chaps. I'm hoping to go next year with uh, mate Michael Dom. Oh yeah. He said randomly, he's not normally into this kind of music, but he sent me a message like, would you be willing to go and see this? And I'm like, yes, mate. <laughs> yes. Camelfat are amazing. I will come and see them with you next They're year. They're doing a big UK tour. Yeah, they're doing a big UK tour. It keeps going on my Instagram. They're in Glasgow, Leeds, Liverpool. They're all, they're, half of them are sold out already. Well, they're from Liverpool, aren't yeah. they? And that's what I love about them. <laughs> oh, hello. Just throwing a bit of lottery critique here. Uh, Dave will vouch for this. I get a bit annoying with my lost frequencies references because uh, I like them because they sound like video games. <laughs> Listen, how much does this sound like a fast-paced video game where you're all on horses <laughs> or Transylvanian?
like a boss run in Castlevania. And then he does a, I strip it back here. I realize I've got too much playing. I should have gone down to one channel and then I drop it here. Like trying to casual it out. <laughs> it was a mistake. I should just have just the voice. But it's taken me ages to try and find which, which, which track I've fucked up on. Yeah, then I tried to fade it out gradually. Like. It works though, it works. I would have just dropped it. That might, if going back over this, Set, I would I would have just dropped it straight to the vocal there because it's really nice to listen to listen James Blunt oh James Blunt yeah it's him he is amazing on Twitter have you, been, have you seen him on Twitter he is amazing on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. He, he, he burns people pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he's also quite self-deprecating, which I like. I like that. But there's so many um, like euphemisms or like cleverisms in the song. Accidentally hit the echo button there. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone's got a minor mistake. Like, like, no one would have noticed that had I not said anything. But that's how my brain works, isn't it? Always change the key. Musical term. Listen. My heart has lost the beat. Musical term. Well done. Hey Melody. Oh, well, there you go. Aren't we come full circle? We both could use a reason just to smile. Smiling is not a musical term. Smile, yeah, smile is not a musical so term. Let it it? Every note you hit cats into me. Into me no, that's actually it's not that good. <laughs> Felix, you suck. You don't suck, Felix, we love you. James Blood, you <laughs> suck! So let me hear your love sing. I'll dare to Twitter that one and just like put a, put a link to this fucking SoundCloud with a, like a minute and second link. <laughs> it's a good song though. I'll give him credit for that. He made a good choice there. You're doing it with two poles. Uh, uh, and lots of frequencies. Like, it doesn't get better. Jen loves lots of frequencies. I absolutely love them. Um, 
with, and I think largely, this set is largely like Lost Frequencies, Camelfart, like Kristoff, all that sort of stuff. Like it, it really is, but they, his, his musical style is, is, he just wants people to just feel euphoric. That, that's all he wants. But all he wants is for people to feel good. I don't have a problem with that personally. Yeah, it's a very different DJ and, you know, live performer. We saw him at the gathering, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, he was brilliant. So the gathering is the night before Tomorrowland opens. The gathering is uh, the Thursday night. We're not allowed into the Tomorrowland area. But the gathering is like a separate stage just for people who are camping. Uh, and it was like I don't know, fucking thousands of people there. Just uh, and then the and it's it's announced at the event like who it's going to be the surprise DJ and the surprise DJ of the year that we were there was Lost Frequencies and and fuck me was it good like. We had our t-shirts on that yeah. day, didn't we, Dave? And banana costumes. And banana costumes. Which we never saw again. Yeah, I was saying before I got hypnotized by uh, by your choice of tune, uh, Lost Frequencies is a very different show to see live than somebody like um, Dimitri Vegas and like Mike or Timmy Trumpet, who are, can be really in your face. He's just so laid back. Trash pandas. Trash pandas, yeah. <laughs> He's so laid back. Pandas are trash! <laughs> Fuck him! I don't even care about saying it. I just don't. I don't care. The fucking trash pandas, Dave. You know they are. Because you shouted it in the only quiet moment among 200,000 people. And you went, trash pandas! Uh, so, yeah, yeah, to put this into context, Dave does not like Dimitri Vegas. Well, no, no, no. The context was we were expecting Swedish House Mafia. Like, and we were excited for Swedish Head Mafia, and then they decided they weren't playing, and so the best Tomorrowland could rustle up was Dimitri Vegas and Light Mike plus Steve Aoki, who were already drunk from their last set. Yeah, Steve Aoki is a respectable DJ, like, to be fair. And they just... And then, uh, then just, like, throw it together with fucking... Oh, my God. So they, they, actually, they actually play as 3R Legends, but it was just... The... There was... No talent involved whatsoever. Ever, there was no mixing involved whatsoever. As soon as you wanted to change song, what they did was 
wind the song down like boo, 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 boo. Oh, are you ready and then press play oh that was it So I added in thing for you uh, during this rabbit hole remix, and I made my own track here, um, and then built it into the set because uh, Michelle and I uh, were oh god, god, I can't remember how long ago it was. I really can't. But like we both absolutely fell in love with this song, and it was just seemed like a and it. You know when you sort of like look at songs that are in your, your set list that like by key and you think, oh, what would like sit well in this song? And like it was a really, it was like an eight or nine minute long version of Rabbit Hole by Camelfat. And you, you, I needed something to like fill the gap. And, um, and this song like Michelle and I used to absolutely love, like it, it was, um, it was just like a, it's a very poignant piece. There it is! Home, 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 the you. Oh my god, this was like. Oh! Uh, when Michelle and I. Oh, just when I started the, the year, last year. Um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, after Tomorrowland. And I was like hitting the gym every day. And, and I still am. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, I've kept that going. Um, but it, it had this real optimism about this song and I remember us both falling in love with that song uh, and just being like, wow, fuck. So I used this whole set for my, uh, the end of a half marathon that I did during like the middle of our lockdown, we were allowed outside of our compound. Biblical fucking running. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd stuck on like a Hardwell podcast and he's pretty full on and it went too hard too fast. Then I switched to something a bit softer and it wasn't working for me and I put this on and this uh, yeah. this set got me over the, the last half of it. And that's it. And, uh, what I love about like there's loads of sets that Dave has sent to me over the years like and uh, I don't know like I'll I'll be doing something like I'll be struggling in some way in my daily life or like, being at the gym or
that there's been a number of his sets or just his mixes or like he'll just be like chantingly send me a link to a song and it's got me through. Do that! <laughs> That's the kind of like gym drop that you want, isn't it? Like, boom! Navigator in the last episode. I'm pretty sure I used Mr. Navigator in this episode. I love, I love our synchronicity. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Like, even the fact that he chose to come up with a set today to, to be Echo Chamber episode, well, Echo Chamber number five. So we do two sets at once, right? So Davis recorded Echo Chamber number five set today, and I've just listened to it, and we just done Echo Five, uh, and I was saying that I absolutely love the fact that you've used Mr. Navigator by Armin van, uh, Armin van Buren, and then the set that I've chosen, which I because I didn't get the chance to make a set today, or at least I was too obsessive compulsive <laughs> to <laughs> to release it. So I went with one of my other ones, and then the one that I've chosen, which is this one, has Mr. Navigator in it. Oh my word, the, the synchronicity. Yes, yes. I love sending Kev sets I've recorded. Like any, like, might be three minutes, could be three hours, whatever. And what do I do? Give me feedback. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he, Dave does the same for me that, he do, that I do for him. How, go on, you explain. How so do what I, we used to do is, how like, does our feedback work? What we used to do is I would record a set and send it to him, and then he would send me, like, you know in WhatsApp when you write loads and loads of text and it says show more? I would have to click that like six or seven times to get through what he would write back. And it was all really good stuff, like really useful uh, comments about things that had gone well or things that he would have done differently. And so when he sends me a set, I know, I, I can pick bits in the set that I know he's, he's, he's thinking, oh, Dave will love this. <laughs> it's true. And I like receiving the sets because I can hear how he's got better as a DJ and I love that he's thinking about what I'm going to enjoy listening to when he's mixing it or he's put real thought into what, he's, what songs he's picking.
just in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> that's Depeche Mode. And yes, I was in a very special place right there. <laughs> So episode five had Dave doing this whole, you know, like fucking get fast. I literally just ramped up the RPM there to about 140. Enjoy. Sits well. I like it. I'll so at the moment, this sounds like inordinately yeah, fast. Yeah, but I like how you stepped it up. It was, you didn't just kind of gradually fade up. You you jumped it in steps. Yeah. So yeah, people like dance at one little speed. bits each 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 sort of sixty four. Yeah. This is Mr. Navigator, remixed by Steve Aoki, and it's called the I Am The Captain remix. That's what I use. learned a lesson from uh, episode three and that is to have the set list ready so because trying to remember a song that you've played in a set before is painful well here we are yeah love it that's a fucking great remix, Steve Aoki. <laughs> well done. I uh, I remember playing a, uh, a Halloween set at the uh, at the Ace Club across the road. It's like it's a big night, big night, like hundreds of people in, and um, 
I used the Steve Aoki remix of Thriller by Michael Jackson. And fucking hell. Wow, what a great way to start a night. Like a Halloween night, obviously. And this is what he does very, very well, Steve Aoki. He's like, he gets the fucking energy of a song and he just wants to pummel it into people's brains. I'm having a moment now. We both are. <laughs> Fucking raving out. Raving out, that matter. Welcome back, Mr. Navigator. I don't care about the singing. You can cut that out. <laughs> Somewhere is in the house listening to me, like <laughs> literally screaming into this microphone <laughs> and just thinking, what the fuck? Anyway, so that was that was the end of it. Is that that it? was the end of episode. Is that the end? Yeah, no, like, that's where it ends. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting right in. I thought we had more. Well, it has to end. It has to. Well, it ha- well I mean, it would, really, it would have been better if you had done your set after. This one, because yours is like 35, 135 upwards, and that ended on 139 then. I love, I love Steve Aoki's remix of, of, of I mean, I, I, and that's what I love about the, the, the you know, the, the DJs that just exist and that are the ones that play, you know, Ultra and Tomorrowland and stuff. They take each other's shit and they just fucking spin it in a completely different way. And I, I love that. And, you know, that's what it should all be yeah. about. I I, uh, I want to do a bit of that myself. I want to experiment with some hip hop and and that sort of slower music. Um, we've got I've got turntables. I want to try and get the mixer sorted and and play around with that. Uh, I don't know. End of the episode. I don't know what we're going to do next. But I think next. I think we've done this is episode six. We can record next weekend, but we don't have to. We've got enough in the bag. Do you want to do the challenge set where you pick three songs for me to mix and I pick three songs for you to mix? Uh, the three songs? Ooh, okay. That, no, I like that. You don't that. have to pick All them right. now. You don't have to pick them now. Message me in the next couple of days. Three songs to put into a set and I'll do a 15 song set. I'll give you three songs. And, uh, but we're working on the assumption, right, that you can use any bastardization remix or your own remix of of the song they just those three songs have to make an appearance right yep oh mate i'm gonna fucking screw you <laughs> oh mate oh you're in for an absolute treat i'm gonna give you something like 91 bpm and then i'm gonna give something like 100 Fucking 40 BPM. <laughs> and then it, something Paul. in between. Bring it. Which has like an aria <laughs> fucking vocal from start to finish. That sounds awesome. Alright. Thank you for listening to episode 6 of the Echo Chamber.
Love you. Episode 6. Love you. Bye.